the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Hi, I'm your host, Carl Davis Jr., but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. We're located at 25 North 14th Street, downtown San Jose, or you can reach us via the web at blackchamber.com. Well, you're talking about a rock star today. Oh, but before we get to the rock star, I got in the studio today the is Pebble my star. good friend, producer, and co-host, Mr. Carl Big Papa Welsh. Yeah. What's up, Big Papa? Hey, yeah, we're talking to rock stars today, and uh, I'm, I'm very honored to have this gentleman here. I've been a follower of his since 1981. Mm. The gentleman's name is, now I'm going to say it, Chansonberry, but he's known by Chanberry. <laughs> Uh, he's a producer, a director, a songwriter, and he even dabbles in painting every once in a while. Chan has come from radio to TV to film uh, to music videos and know everyone from build. I ain't going to go through the list. We'll go through the list. Introducing to you, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chan Berry. Yeah. Chan. And the crowd, and the crowd goes silent. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, so what's happening, Chan? How you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm good, guys. I'm good. It's good to uh, be in touch with both of you guys. Um, uh, the one one thing about both Carl's is that they're good memories in the Bay Area for me. So, um, Carl uh, Davis with with the parties that never stopped. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and Carl Welch with the music that never stopped in terms of Berkeley yeah. Jazz Festival. So, yeah, yeah. I used to follow you, Chan. And come down to the now. Chan used to work at KBLX when it was the Quiet Storm, soft and yeah. warm. Where you hear yeah. Al Jarreau, David Sanborn, Michael Franks. Back in that day, Chan was one of the you know Chris Lewis and Chan Berry and Clifford Brown. Uh, you and but you started in radio uh, at uh, uh, in New York with BLS and the and the famous Frankie Crocker. Yeah, I was um, Frankie's assistant for a year and. Um that was amazing. But he's my big brother. You know, he was my mentor and big brother. And um, amazing life, amazing cat, uh, amazing big brother uh, who died too soon. Yeah, he, he died he, too soon. He has to have been probably the most prolific, the most professional, the most well-known radio personality of all time. 
uh, in his time and in, and then post um, yeah. post life, yeah. um, and uh, but most respected. Did what did, did you learn a lot from him that time you was working? with I him? learned everything from Frankie. Um, you know, in my childhood, growing up in New York, in New Jersey, um, WLIB right turned into WBLS, basically FM, and um, in the seventies. And Frankie was the um, the coolest cat mm-hmm. that was ever on radio, as far as I'm concerned. And I was a music fanatic as a kid, and I played music and tried to write music and that sort of thing. But, you know, I was kind of a quiet, shy kid at the same time. And um, my father uh, wasn't a person who allowed me to talk a lot in the house, so I had to listen and kind of be quiet a lot. But radio became my, my voice. So I would listen to Frankie every day at four o'clock. I run home from school and listen to this intro and <laughs> what he's going to play for the day and that sort of thing. And I became very, very interested in, in, in that. And um, that grew. And yeah. um, when I got into radio, you know, it was it was a thing that I can finally have a voice, but still nobody was able to see me. So now, I was safe. I was safe. Now, did you go from did you go from BLS to KBLX? Because you did five, six, seven years here uh, in the Bay Area on uh, KBLX, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did. Um, in between coming to to BLS to KBLX, I was working at at Hardy's Men's Store in New York, <laughs> and uh, on Seventeenth and Seventh Avenue. And uh, I was there. I was there from high school up until uh, I got graduated from college. You know, working weekends. You know, get myself some money. Um, and then doing radio uh, when I could. You know, on the side. And then I came to uh, KBLX. BK Kirkland, my yeah. big brother. Yeah. My, big, my other big brother hired me. And we BK and I knew each other from New York. And he grew up in Patterson. And uh, I was friends with him. Um, so you got me on the air the second day I got in to town. Nice. nice. And and Enjoy. so and so we jumped from real quickly, we jumped from nineteen eighty something mm-hmm. to today you are a writer, director, producer, and one of the things that you've just finished, uh, uh proudly is Dark Girls Two. Well, I have yeah, um thank you, man. Um I'm actually in the middle of, of um uh, working on Dark Girls 2, right in the middle of production. Okay. And we, ju- we just um, finished up the opening scene. We shot an opening scene uh, in Nashville on a farm, um, which is the opening scene for Dark Girls 2. Uh, first Dark Girls 2 was done, I, it was me and Bill Duke together, which became a, a blessing for both of us and opened up the conversation of colorism uh, between um, women of color and men, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was great. And then we had the help of uh, my boy Lionel B up <laughs> in the Bay Area to help promote the the, uh, the film, the first film, around the country, right. Lionel so, B and, and um, Bay Area Productions. So so you you have working relationships with some incredible names uh, in the industry and friendships with people like Bill Duke, uh, Danny Glover, Sidney Poitier, Oprah Winfrey. Prince. Now we're going to go back a little bit to your writing uh, days when you worked with people like Shaka Khan, uh, mm-hmm. Dion Warwick, Nancy Wilson. Tell us how that was. Um, Dion was from East Orange, New Jersey, where I, where I'm from, and um, I was born in Newark, New Jersey, but I was raised in East Orange in Maplewood, New Jersey. And East Orange uh, was a small town. 
and uh, that's where Dion came from. And, 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 and Whitney's from there, too, right? And Whitney's from the there. The same too. area, okay. Yeah, same area. So I didn't live that far apart from, from uh, you know, Whitney and her brothers. Um, yeah, Dion came from East Orange. So East Orange was, was, the, was the place. So we met there, and I'm, I've known Dion since I was like probably like seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. And later on became... Um, a director, and I was able to do one of her music videos, What the World Needs Now. Oh, nice. Uh, with, a, with a bunch of rappers. Yeah. And Dion. So that was kind of cool. And we, we remain friends today. And so you wrote music videos, and did you also write music for some of these performing artists, like Shaka, uh, Prince? Yeah, I, I, like wrote music, I wrote music for, for Shaka, uh, Nancy Wilson, uh, Rochelle Farrell, uh, oh. Um, Mary Stallings, who's up from the Bay. Rosie yeah, Gaines. Rosie Gaines. Yeah. And uh, a few other people. Um, so did you did you find an affinity working with some, a lot of these Bay Area folks like, like Rosie Gaines? Um, uh, did you enjoy working with them and seeing their careers explode? Or, or, or did you work with them while they were in the, in the throes of, of Rosie, you know, sitting next to Prince? Um, before Rosie met Prince, we, Rosie and I were friends up in the Bay, and this is what I'm saying: the Bay has such I have such deep feelings for the Bay because so many great deep things happened to me in the Bay, and such great relationships came out of the Bay that were lifelong relationships. Um, you know, coming to the Bay at 22, you know, I was coming into my, my adulthood, so you know, for the, for 10 years uh, I was in the Bay growing up. And um, met a lot of wonderful, wonderful people. Fell in love and got my heart broken in, in the Bay. And, uh, and you can do that in the Bay. Yeah, very easily. <laughs> Especially at one of my parties. But that's a whole other thing. Yeah, Carl, we ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, Carl's parties with the... Never mind. <laughs> Back to your heart. Back to your heart. Yeah. Go ahead, Chad. Yeah, well, you know... Uh, matter of fact, uh, uh, the, the couple of people I was, was dating, you know, at the time, you know, we all ended up at Carl's party. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, that, um, that was the end up spot, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it was, and the beginning spot. For <laughs> <laughs> well, we got. I think we got a couple more minutes left in in this segment. Uh, you you also do podcasts, so I know you know the format. Uh, how's that coming so far? Yeah, How long have you, you been what? doing that? Thank you, man. I just we just started a podcast show about a month ago called the the uh, Chan Berry Show, and you can you can get it up mm. on YouTube and Spotify and all those places, all the other platforms. So the show basically is is about me sitting down and talking to people like Danny Glover and Richard Roundtree and Glenn Turman and other people about not so much about careers. We talk about the other stuff behind what makes people people. Mm-hmm. So I, I get these people who are uh, of note uh, and, you know, from, from news and politics and entertainment and sports and medicine and uh, business. And we talk about their lives um, as people, mm-hmm. not as what we, as we know them as, as actors and performers and, so, know, so what's the? Figures. I know we got probably a minute, so we can pick this back up uh, on the back end. Uh, so when we come back, I tell you what. On the flip side, well, the first thing I want to ask you is what what are the things that make all of these incredible actors and musicians? What make them so special? 
uh, in their careers? What makes them so uh, uh, powerful or, or, or dynamic in their careers? So when we get back, we're going to take a break real quick. Uh, but when we get back, we're going to continue talking to Mr. Chan Berry, the one and only and the producer and director of Dark Girls and Dark Girls 2. We shall return. And now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. A life full of charm, yet the end of an era, not a day. Yes, yes, yes. Life. The incomparable Miss Nancy Wilson, one of the young ladies that uh, we're speaking to, Mr. Chan Berry. Chan had a, the pleasure of working with the great... Uh, Nancy Wilson and uh, she's talking about a life full of charm. That's definitely your life, uh, Chan. You've you've been through a lot and you've been in the music and TV and radio and film industry for most of your adult life. Um, I'm I'm proud to say that I look at the names of the people that you that you've worked with, Glenn Turman, people that are friends of yours, people that you sit on the couch with and have conversations with, Round Richard Roundtree. Um, Bill Duke, people like that. Uh, and you were talking a little bit earlier about on your podcast, you don't necessarily talk about their successes in their industry, but who they are as human beings um, and their heart and yeah. souls. Do you find that there's something common in all, especially these these powerful black men that went through 70s and 80s and 90s uh, worth of film produce, uh, uh, directing and, and, and acting? Do you find that there's something that's similar in all of them? You know, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, their perseverance, something that um, I'm in awe of because actually I'm on the outside of Hollywood. I really don't deal with Hollywood. Uh, I, I found out uh, after working in Hollywood at a studio um, for a few years, I found the inner workings of Hollywood to be a little different for me. Mm-hmm. And um, we just didn't mesh. Mm-hmm. So I had to come out of that scarred uh, and find a way that I could do what God wanted me to do without being too much of an insider in Hollywood. Right, So I I work on the fringes of Hollywood. Um, I'm not a Hollywood person. I don't attend premieres and galas and that sort of stuff and kind you know and award shows. I don't I don't do that. Um, my friends do it, and you know they tell me what's going on. But I'm not, I'm not that that that, that right. kind of cat now, because I, I have a different kind of mentality. Now you've you've directed an award ceremony, which is actually a pretty good uh, uh, Blacks in Advertising award ceremony. Was the, was, was yeah, that that was some some years ago. I, uh, they were, I think it was called the Prime Awards. The Prime Awards, yeah. Now was that a BET um, event? No, or? it was it was a local event here in, in Los Angeles. Okay. You know? Uh, that um, a friend of mine, Michelle Colbert, got me on to. She's a producer here. So I did that. But um, other than that, I, I really don't play with Hollywood. So so other than perseverance, and you spoke to cats like Glenn Turman, who's been around, Richard Roundtree. Come on, everyone knows Richard and, and Shaft and everything else that he's done. Um, those guys, they, they have to have had perseverance to still be around uh, and still be on TV. Richard is in the new shaft. I think that 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 it's coming out. Uh, That's so, right. So, other than perseverance, what are other qualities that like uh, Danny Glover and Bill Duke do these cats have? You know, um, first of all, they're extremely talented. 
but sometimes talent doesn't take you where it needs to take you. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, that's that's for sure. A lot of talented people who have never been heard of are, are extremely talented. Just just can't get a break for some reason or another, and it just might be karma. But um, these people that you speak of, who I'm close to, um, they're just you know, man, I. I it's hard for me to separate sometimes our friendship from who they are, for what the public, because I don't look at them like that anymore. Because mm-hmm. um, I've known them for such a long time, and we've known each other for such a long time, is that we, and when we get together, we don't ever talk about that. Mm-hmm. We never talk about the industry. <clears throat> we talk about life. We talk about what it is to be black men. We talk about what it is to be fathers, grandfathers, you know, uncles, brothers, husbands, you know. You know, we talk about other stuff, sports, you know, other than entertainment. We don't really talk about that. Now, do they, those famous men, do they fear the same things as us as average, ordinary, walking the street, uh, brothers and sisters fear? We have the the same concerns, the same fears, but they look at it from different eyes. Mm -hmm. They look at it from older eyes. They look at it from a more um, place or plateau of, of wisdom because they've been here for a minute and they've seen some, some things go down, you know, um, and I'm, I'm not trying to throw out names cause that's not what I, that's not what I, what I am, but this is my life. Um, my neighbor was, 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 was a good friend of mine is Al Jarreau and Jarreau would come over for coffee and at my kitchen table. And all we would do is, have these deep conversations about life and mm-hmm. over over black coffee and, yeah. and laugh and and cry. Yeah, we, we actually would cry at, at 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 this table. And one of the deep things about Al is that is that you know he would tell me that Chan, I don't have these. I'm not you know I don't have these conversations with everybody. I, I just don't. I just don't. Mm-hmm. And that's the pleasure of being you know in the company of people who trust you, you know, um, you can open they, up and be comfortable. They can, and, they can open up and be comfortable. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've been interviewing people for such a long time that I've learned, you know, to listen. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that most people don't do, uh, outside and inside the industry is that we, we don't listen. You know, if we've just started to stop and listen, to people, I think we might be better off instead of jumping to conclusions or trying to make our point heard by talking over one another. Man, I'm glad you said that, Chan, because um, <clears throat> um, we don't know all the listeners who hear the show, and and I would imagine some young people may hear a subject about Hollywood and want to hear and listen. You know, and you're painting a picture, and I, I want you to you know, continue to paint that picture about how people can still be authentic you and still do what they have to do in Hollywood. Um, Carl knows that one of our plans are because we produce something in the Bay Area called the Bay Area Black Youth Techathon. And -hmm. although we're doing it in the Bay Area this year, we plan to expand it to Southern California next year. And so some of the people that you talk to, we like to see if they want to be a part of this kind of program 
to help kids uh, get inspired and get encouraged to learn about what we call 21st century skills of success. Much of it is around STEM or STEAM and that type of stuff. But being an authentic you is very important. If you were saying something to some young people who are listening to our show, what advice could you give them or something that you feel, I want to give them a negative or two and just leave them with some of that quote-unquote wisdom? Um, what would I say to young people who are listening? I would say that you must at all times be who God made you to be. Mm -hmm. That you are great and wonderful as you are. You don't have to change your look your clothing, your sexual preference, your ideologies that you may have. But what you should do is be able to listen to other people's opinions and not be in judgment of other people because you don't want people to be in judgment of you. Mm. Mm. I think that what I would say to young people is that God doesn't make mistakes. You're here for a reason, and your reason is to find what your passion is on the planet. And your passion on the planet has everything to do with everybody else and nothing to do with you. Mm. It's about the healing process of people around you and yourself. Mm. It's where your passion should lie. It's about helping the planet on the positive, not on the negative. Self-esteem should be your high, not following the crowd or sitting in darkness by alone, by yourself. I find that we are raising some of the most loneliest children mm. that will ever be on the planet. Mm because of the isolation that they have put themselves into that we had let them do that. Mm. By sitting in a room and on the computer or on an iPhone and never having conversation, everything is touch, 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 send, touch, 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 send, and never have a social human contact, eye to eye, hand to hand, face to face, doesn't do humanity any good. It will kill us. Preaching, brother. Mm. It's a good word, Chan. Good word. Very good word. Carl, you going to say something? Yeah, I, let's, uh, we only got a couple minutes left, and I want to I want to touch real quickly on Dark Girls, um, and then have have people come find you on the internet or how they can reach out to you. Tell us real quickly, like in a minute, or, or about Dark Girls, and then let us know how we can reach out to you. Uh, I'm in the midst of production on Dark Girls 2. And um, I'm, asked, I'm going, going to answer the question, why are we still talking about this? Because so many women have <laughs> hit me up on Facebook and like, Mr. Barry, we love Dark Girls 1, but why are we still talking about this? Well, mm -hmm. the reason why we're still talking about this is because there are a lot of women in pain. There are a lot of girls, little girls in pain. I interviewed a young girl who was seven years old, a cutie. And she said that the little girls were teasing her. Now, this is today. 
2019, that they were teasing her in school about her skin complexion. Mm-hmm. So if it's still happening, there's still an issue. It still needs to be talked about. But in part two, we're going to give <clears throat> some solutions, some possible solutions mm-hmm. to the healing process mm-hmm. of what this may look like for some, pe- for some women to heal and some brothers to heal. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have you back on so we can talk more about that because that's something that's really important in our lives today. You're talking to Chan Berry. Um, talking to Chan Berry. You can and and Chan, real quick, tell us how we can reach out to you. Uh, Facebook is is the best place. You can join me on Facebook. Uh, you can hit me up on that. That's the best place to reach okay. me on Instagram and or on Facebook. Right, you guys, you listening to this to the show with Chan Berry? It also goes to podcast. You can download it. Chan, thank you for coming on. Uh, I'm honored to have uh, spoken to you today. And we get next show is going to be about you and Carl and the parties y'all went through in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, but uh, you're listening to Silicon Valley uh, Business Connections with Carl Welch and Carl Davis. I had to put my name first and. Uh, uh, we'll uh, hope you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected, Silicon Valley Business Connections. Join the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and watch your business grow. Participate in mixers, webinars, and training workshops to help start, finance, and grow your business. That's blackchamber.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.